0: Hey, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network, powered by our friends at FanDuel. Cousin Sal here, coming to you with heel producer Jim Cunningham, babyface Joel Solomon. We're all here. We're all together, including my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? Whoa, we have an outstanding show today. Fight analyst, Teddy Atlas, best in the business. He's going to join us in a few. We're going to talk about that UFC 259 card. We're going to talk boxing, everything. The guy's the best and he's coming on this show. Can you believe it? And then that's not it. What are we going to do? We got conference tournaments this week. Uh, they're already started. There was, there's a game right now, right? And the ACC, ACC started early. Pitt and Miami uh, tipped off a couple minutes ago. We're going to go over the six major conference tournaments. We have Sharp Tank. We have Beddix. But first, parlay kid. I want to get into Dak Prescott. I, I think I knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. I knew we'd be on the team. I don't know if they were going to tag him or get this deal done before the week ended. Four years, $160 million. Uh, Gil Brandt points out on Twitter, Romo in 14 years made $125 million. Uh, Dak makes $126 million guaranteed. Pretty good. Pretty good deal for Dak. Pretty good deal for the Cowboys,
1: I think, too. Yeah, isn't this the going rate right now, Sal, for a quarterback like Dak? I mean, the only reason why it might not be going uh, the going rate is because of his injury uh, that he suffered last year. Obviously, they're very confident that he's making a uh, full recovery from that injury. And um, this deal seems right on par with what every other top 10 quarterback is going to be getting uh, maybe in two years from now we might be saying, "Wow, this deal actually looks pretty good, uh, favorable more for the Cowboys and for Dak." But I think it's a very f- fair deal for both the team and for Dak. Everybody's happy. Cowboys fans are happy. We don't have to trade draft picks to go after, say, a Russell Wilson or anything like that. Yeah. There's no need to when you have Dak. So I'm excited. Uh, now let's get uh shore this team up in some other areas and uh, take care of business this go year. Go ahead, Harry. Say something terrible.
2: Who says he's a ten th- top 10 quarterback, Darren?
1: Oh, you don't look at numbers? Harry, I
2: don't, how do you? I'm, how do I'm, you, I'm, Darren I'm Darren looking at numbers. I'm like, oh. for that type of money. Pretty sure that, Harry had money on him to win the MVP last
1: year. I mean, or whatever that, it was. For, and yeah. most passing yards. For, right. And what else did he have money on? I, uh, I had Dak. him for
2: most passing <laughs> yards because they always got to come come from behind in the second half. Meanwhile, uh, if you okay. want to go numbers, look at the If you're going to spend that type of money. Just go after Deshaun Watson. Just go get it's him. Not about His money numbers though, blow Dak's out yeah, of the water. By the way, Dak was a fourth-round pick, Darren. Do you see what
0: the going rate is for, for Deshaun Watson? Are you following he, at all, he, Harry? What's I going it, on here? I see but they don't. The why not make first round it? Three first-round picks. Listen,
2: Jer- Jerry, Jerry, paid, Jerry just paid Dak more than he paid for the old cowboy team when he bought it. Well, here's why not, maybe, Harry, because the Cowboys, as bad as they've been
0: and as much as you want to talk shit about them, they're favored at minus 105 to win the NFC Understood. East. Understood, Okay. So why would you have to swing big for Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson, who I don't think they were going to get anyway, so you're just going to end up with a Jimmy G or someone like that? Uh, All
2: right, well, good luck. on. Good luck. Win, hey, win the Super Bowl in the next year or two. Hey, or, if, or if, you're, if
1: you're a Giants fan, wouldn't the Giants be better off going after Deshaun Watson?
2: Yeah, right. Do I'm just saying, right. listen, listen, I'm not, I'm right? not, I'm not denying that. i take him a heartbeat. So uh, Washington
0: ahead. three to one Philly plus four forty. giants, uh, Harry's giants, Harry's former giants. I don't know who he roots for five <laughs> to one odds. I like the Cowboys at minus one Oh five. Everyone's going to say, Oh, they ruined the team. They paid him too much. It was a year ago today. They offered 33 million a year, a hundred million guaranteed. Well, guess what? They paid a little more than they needed to. This deal is over in four years and in four years, probably kid, like you said, These other deals are going to dwarf that. So it's cyclical and maybe it's rebuilding year, but a rebuilding year in the NFC
1: East still means you can win the division at eight, eight and one, right. Or even worse. Absolutely. Sal. Uh, Yeah. They had, what was their, what was their other options? They had to get this done. It's done. It's reasonable on both sides. So no complaints for me. You know, normally I would, I'd tell it like it is, but I think this is very fair for both sides. And the difference between, look, last year's rate, yeah, but compared to this, it's all, what's the, it's yeah, a, a very small difference, really, in the scheme of things.
0: Regardless, wherever they have to miss out now, if they cancel an alignment or whatever, they're still going to be, and that's the goal to win the division, first and foremost. Uh, they're still going to be odds on favorite or right around there for the next three sure. years. So I don't think this team is a, Brian is suspiciously quiet about this, but I think he agrees. <laughs> this is not a terrible, uh, crushing, uh, crippling move by the Cowboys.
3: No, look, I mean, as a Raider fan, I mean, we saw this with Carr. We saw this with Stafford years ago where everybody was up in arms like, oh my God, those guys are getting $25 million a year. These sure. contracts are huge. I mean, yeah. 40, 40 a year, if it ends up being 40 a year, is probably going to be okay because in five years or in three years, it's going to be $60 million a quarterback. So uh, I think like you, what you guys said is is, is they fair. They say with the, the new television contract, yeah, in four years, huge. the cap will be close
0: to $250 million. So right. th- you're going to see if you don't like these numbers, forget it. You better tune out for the next uh, five years or so. All right. Uh, I think we made our case, Parley Kid. It's now time to deep dive into the collectively crushed soul of the degenerate trifecta in a segment we hate to call bed aches.
4: When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bad It's a bad It's a bad egg.
2: It's a bad egg. It's a bad egg.
0: All right, Bed brought to you by our friends at PropSwap. Harry, why don't you start us off? You have a good one, and a lot of it has to do with um, your limitations as to what you can view on whatever television set you have. Go ahead, set it up.
2: Well, kind of, but not really, I guess. Uh, Well, listen, I have to give my girlfriend a couple hours during the day on Saturday instead of watching crazy sports all day long. So I told her we'd go to the pool. Meanwhile, I have a parlay out there (laughs) where I just said, I'm gonna take two underdogs on my line. Me and Parlay Kid on Best back Corner broke down last week why Michigan State would beat Michigan on Sunday, which uh, which they did. So I had Michigan State money line with Nebraska money line, which was ahead of that game against Northwestern. Figuring both teams are terrible, I'll take a shot with uh, Nebraska. So I'm checking my phone. Because I'm at the pool. I'm not in the house watching the game. So I'm Mm -hmm. checking, checking. There's 11 seconds to go. I'm up one with Nebraska, who was down 11 at halftime. They come back. They got a one-point lead. I'm I'm refreshing, checking ESPN constantly on my phone. And finally, it comes across 78-77 final with a a Michigan State game coming up in about a half an hour. So I'm still at the pool. So it said Nebraska 78-77 final. Refresh it again, 78-77 final. So I'm in with Nebraska. I got lucky that they had the uh, uh, Northwestern of the ball, 11 seconds, didn't score apparently. So 78-77. So now I on to the Michigan Michigan State game, and Michigan State is looking great, obviously, right off the bat. And then I'm checking the scores after uh, I'm checking that score, (laughs) and Michigan State's already up by like eight in the first half, and I'm looking, and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm checking scores and I did a double take, and it said that Nebraska had lost 79-78 <laughs> to Northwestern. So not only did I get screwed there, but I couldn't. Cu- I would have came back with right. Michigan State money line with something, and I don't even get that because I think Northwestern. I mm. uh, just lost in Nebraska. Wow! Well, a Couple things. And that's this. not the. That's not the first time ESPN's done well, that. Well, that's but, the other
0: geez. thing. Yeah, you could. You you don't have to go with ESPN. Much like you choose not to subscribe to them in your <laughs> television package, you could go to a different <laughs> app, maybe a more reliable app. Um, this because I do feel like this has happened to you before. Um, a, b, you. I don't care what time of day it is. You have seventy-five parlays going on on a sat. This was Saturday. Was this Saturday or Friday? Whatever. Sunday. 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 Sa-
2: saturday ohio state what kind treatment. of
0: two hours are you giving your girlfriend there well you were just in that explanation you check scores eight times call, in about four we, minutes
2: we call it pool time you do <laughs> what kind <laughs> of pool
1: yeah
0: your ncaa <laughs> pool i think <laughs> i don't know it might have been the poly k could it have been the weed soda maybe he's just seeing things um
1: uh, oh yeah this this is this is a harry era this is not a yeah. ESPN or whoever ever. I was it's texting br-
2: Darren. I was texting you and Brian. They're in, in, in seventy eight. I texted you two, back saying they
1: lost. I'm pretty sure. And <laughs> you uh, and you never. I don't know. You never responded. I never, I, never I texted is... you back saying, "Damn, didn't see it." Uh, they, uh, they, uh, they, you know. Oh, yeah, I said yeah, no. The, I, the, said, the, I said I said you the, jinxed it, Harry, because you said right. You said oh. Nebraska. I wrote back. You jinxed it. Yeah, meaning they lost. Like the the other thing, lost. the sun I, is
2: the sun is very bright in Phoenix.
0: <laughs> the uh, the other thing, yes, it sure is. The uh, uh, the the bulb in your head isn't though. Apparently, the other thing is great. Is the on the last against all odds, you were uh, making fun in Nebraska. You're like, Oh, I bet, Nebraska, you, first of all, you couldn't even get that right. right. I forgot who you said. But you're like, oh, Nebraska won by 35. Well, there you go. Oh, wha- I mean, they lost by 35. So they got you back, basically. For, right. Uh, a thir- for Thursday 90.
2: was my play of the day. It was Iowa over Nebraska. They beat them by 38. But right. before that, Nebraska had actually won two straight conference games. So that's why I figured against Northwestern stinks. They, they could. All they, right. It's a shot. I'm done with this. Okay,
0: let's move on. Uh, well, I don't know. Brother is the main event here for the bed aches. But, Parley Kid, just a general statement about the UFC now.
1: Yeah, well, look, my, my bed ache has just been UFC. Uh, I've been pretty solid everywhere else. Um, mm. I, I think we all crushed it in the uh, uh, the All-Star Game uh, picks this week. We probably won a, a people a lot of money. And But my bet, I saw I, I, three weeks in a row where the main event, I've been baffled by. Haven't been close, uh, and I've uh, effectively, as of that night, uh, announced my retirement from UFC betting. That's it? Uh, I've retired. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's it. I've announced my retirement. I I will no longer be betting (laughs) UFC fights. Barley
0: Kid is retired from the UFC more than Conor McGregor, I think. This is unbelievable. (laughs) This is like four times now. It's yeah, true. it was bad. We're going to talk about it with Teddy Atlas in a second. But, uh, Brother Bry, I mean, you have the coup de grace. you have the best or the worst as ever it is. Um, Tell us about your ache.
3: Yeah, well, I had Jan uh, minus 110 over Sterling. I mean, it's ah. cruel. It's cruel what the gambling gods have done to me recently. I just don't. Mm. I keep saying this. I don't know what I did in my past life. You guys are going to have to tell me who I was <laughs> in my past life to deserve this. Look, we'll tell you. Yeah. And I loved Aljo. I thought he fought really well for the first two rounds. was super aggressive. It was 1-1 probably after two. Uh, but then he's, then he got really tired. He got really sloppy. Jan started putting on a ton of pressure. Then Jan was just... I mean, Jan was beating him up, out-wrestling him. It's, it's definitely 2-1 after three. It's going to be 3-1 after four. I mean, it's possible he could even get a stoppage. You're sending us texts. Jan is minus 4,000 now. Jan oh, yeah. is minus 6,000 now. I think the last one you said was minus 6,000 now. <laughs> and then Jan lands the knee to the head while he's clearly on the ground. Yeah. I, but I just, I don't understand how this could happen. Like if you're, if you're training for MMA, right. And the first week they're telling you the first thing you cannot do is kick or knee a guy when they are down. Right. That's the first mm-hmm. thing. And it was very clear and obvious. And partly kid and I were going back and forth and side texting. I just don't know why Jan wasn't punching him there. Like what, why right. was the knee? Why was the knee necessary? Well, Maybe
0: the answer is his corner was telling him to
3: <laughs> kick him in the <laughs> right. head. Right. I, Isn't that what it ended up happening? I, One of his cornermen I guess so. Like I guess you could say he was trying to time it. So as soon as he's he got up, he was looking for the nate. But what yeah. I'll tell you, what was really bad for me is not only do I have a lot of money on Jan in that fight, I have a lot of money on Jan in a parlay, which only needed uh Adesanya to close out that parlay, right? So because Jan lost, right, then I put mm. a ton of money on Adasanya.
0: Good job by and you. Then,
3: um, and then lost that. So at least yeah. if Jan wins, <laughs> right. I, I win the bet. I don't have to bet us at Asanya in the main event because I have a big parlay going. So it yeah. just it all went to shit. You kept refreshing
0: um, the ESPN ad. They're I kept like, refreshing. I kept won. refreshing.
3: It said Jan won, Jan won. Um, oh, that's yeah, terrible. Just, just, just terrible.
0: Well, these UFC fighters have to stop me and the Sokoli boys in the head after they're down. <laughs> Let, let's just make an agreement right there. Uh, that was uh, that was bad let's hear the song it'll make us happy again
4: when a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick it's a bad
2: egg it's a bad egg it's a bad egg
0: Bad eggs brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. You could always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors. You can even submit offers and make your own odds with March Madness around the corner. Now is the time to start buying college basketball futures. Then when you're ready to cash out, PropSwap has thousands of buyers you could sell to. And for new users, go to PropSwap.com Sal. That's my name to get $25 for free when you deposit $5. That's right. Get 25 when you deposit five. Just go to PropSwap.com slash Sal. By the way, I'm not immune to uh, bed aches by any means. I had Gonzaga yesterday, semifinal round against St. Mary's, over 79 and a half. Is that what it was, Harry? Over 79 and a half? 79 and a half. Team points. They had 77 with 343 left. And what did they end up with? 78, of course. Good job (laughs) by me. My God. You know what? Our guest doesn't want to hear about this. He is a boxing trainer to 18 world champions, host of his own podcast, The Fight with Teddy Atlas. And you could catch his instructional fight videos at dynamicstriking.com and on Twitter at Teddy Atlas Real. I think you can figure out who it is by now. It's the great Teddy Atlas. What's happening, Teddy?
4: Hey, Sarah, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. You're on with the Degenerate Trifecta. We're uh, all big fans of yours. Uh, you know what? More impressive than your 18 titles, the, the guys you represented brought 18 championships. I'm impressed with how you pivoted from full-time boxing analyst to one of the foremost authorities in MMA now. Um, we We are all boxing fans. It was hard for us to make the switch. We love boxing as the pure sport, but MMA just does a better job of, of, uh, getting these fights together and not s- spread out three years apart. Do you agree?
4: Yeah, they do a better job of marketing. Listen, there's a little bit of an explanation for it. They have a dictator and I'm not saying that, you know, I'm saying that in a straightforward way without having to worry about, you know, feelings or about, you know, proper etiquette to get that forward. um, Again, it's not in a demeaning way, but you got one guy in charge. You know, you got Dana White in charge, and it's my way to the highway. It's good fights, or you're not on our show. And that's how you build a product. It's it's really not that complicated. You have to have something that people want to see. I get it. Uh, People want to see this. It goes back thousands of years where, you know, uh, it's about existence. about primal. You know, it's, just, it's about either we conquer or we get conquered. Okay, so you start with a pretty powerful product. But then you market it the right way. And again, you put the best guys in with the best. There was a reason why in the 80s boxing was so damn popular. Number one, was on free TV. It was on network television. Okay, that's that's one reason. The other reason was you had all the best fighters fighting each other. I mean, you had great fighters. You had Durant, you had Marvin Hagler, Mm -hmm. you had Sugar Ray Leonard, you had Tommy Hearns, you had Pennell Whitaker, you had all these guys. But they fought each other. And it was, I mean, if you got the best guys fighting each other, people want to see it. And in boxing, you don't have that. You you have too many A's against B sides. And the B side ain't winning for the most part. So when you have UFC and you put it on, well, you know you're going to get action, but you also know you're going to get competitiveness, and that's what people want to see.
0: Right, you're right, but and even when you do get the good fighters that show up, you know we we like to gamble on stuff. The the UFC fights are pretty much a coin flip, right? Because you, maybe because you have the yeah, sport well, that, gloves, yeah. Well,
4: that's what you get yeah. when you put evenly matched. Right. You know, and I'll tell you another thing. That's really I'm glad you brought that up because. Another thing is, losing a fight is not the death sentence in the UFC. And right. that's great. Mm-hmm. It's a death sentence. Or they make it a death sentence, you know, in boxing. Like, oh, my God, it's not going to be the guy that we can put on with our partner, the network, because they want the glossy record. No. Actually, it's a benefit. Because as a guy with four losses, to five losses, six losses, seven losses, eight losses. But guess what? He lost the good guys and he improved. He got better and better and he showed that he belongs at that level. And his seasoning and his experience is paying off now. Now he can beat the other guys. Now he can beat the undefeated guy or the guy with one with one loss. It benefited him. He developed into a more mature, more seasoned fighter. That's right. You're exactly right. Now, so do you think would that transfer
0: to the Adesanya-Blojevic fight, uh, Adesanya, yeah. well, th- that was a weird thing because he went up in weight. He would have been the lightest competitor to win the light heavyweight, right? He would It was just a shade over 200 pounds. Um, well, uh, two questions. First of all, should they add a weight class? Because I almost don't think it's fair that there's no super middle, right? So now he has to go back down where there might not be anyone for him to fight, Adesanya. But Obviously, Boyovich, all he had to do was shoot to uh, to win that fight because he was too heavy. And once he couldn't get past his guard, um, there, w- there was nothing for Adesanya to do. Do you think uh, the loss is good for Adesanya? And what about adding a weight class?
4: As far as the loss, I think he's going to get better. I think the experience is going to serve him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. I think he's made up that way. I think that, you know, he's a competitive guy, he's a special guy, he has special talents, but mentally, I think he's in that universe of being special where he believes he has a destiny and he'll believe that this is part of his destiny, you know, to fulfill that. So uh, he'll be served by it. He'll get better from it. I, I do believe that. I that- also believe that the kid Sterling uh, that, that fought Jan, <laughs> that won by disqualification. Nobody wants to win that way, but he won by disqualification. I believe he's going to be served. His, his engine is going to slow down a little bit. He's going to, with the season, with the experience, you know, he'll end up being more efficient. And, and he'll gain from that experience, from that loss. you got to lose to win sometimes. Now, as far as adding a weight class, for me, it's a complex answer. I'll tell you, that the easiest answer, yeah. Just say yeah, because we say yeah to everything today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything's good. Yeah, make it easier. Make it this, make it that. You know, it's more fair, this, that. But you know what? There's something that pulls me back from saying it so fast. There's something that I like. <laughs> I just like having to overcome things. I, I like having things, you know, like when you didn't have the designated in baseball and you had to figure it out, you right. know, stuff like that, where you had to make moves. You had to rely on your mind and on your will and on those kind of elements. And, I kind of like the idea that it's sort of old school still as we're losing more and more old school things yeah. where, you know what, you got to find a way to conquer this, uh, saber tooth tiger. <laughs> you right. gotta, you know, you gotta figure it out. You gotta come up with something with a little bit more ingenuity. And so I, I kind of resist just jumping and saying, yeah, add another weight class. Um, I like having to figure it out and having to do something that's maybe extraordinary or special. Uh, yeah. And then listen the one thing that I, you guys have obviously right on it with this stuff. But um, the one thing I would add to people out there with Lasovic that I wouldn't so quickly just say, I, I just think you're selling him short when you, and maybe the sports short a little bit when you just say he won because you know, He's he's big. Or you imply that was the main part, That because he was bigger. uh, For me, the guy won because he had good fundamentals. Yeah. Because he mentally kept in gear. He kept within himself. Like Michael Jordan would say, don't let the game control you. Stay within the game. Stay within yourself. Don't get carried away. And he did that. If he was just going out there kind of like a wild bull in a china shop, and say, yeah, I'm the bigger guy, I'm going to be aggressive, that's what most people think, and I'm going to come forward, guess what, he might have been dissected. He might right. have gotten picked apart by the quicker guy. But he was controlled, he was patient, he was smart, he was cerebral, and he used an efficient jab. Yeah, he wasn't as fast as the other guy, but he was effective. And he, he closed the gaps the proper way. He did good fundamental things, and those are skills we forget today. Oh, yeah, we no. only look at the yeah. neon skills sometimes. I agree. No. And he was
0: poised and he picked his spots and, you know, he ended up being the better striker of the two. But I also don't think he wins by five points if he doesn't shoot. And which brings me to my next point. We have a bunch of wrestlers on here with us. Um, the My biggest problem with MMA is these guys not using what they're best at. Like how many times do you see a national champion wrestler not shoot or shoot once in a whole 25 minute fight? On a guy who has better striking skills, and that gets me crazy. Um, I mean, can you imagine training Larry Holmes and L- Holmes doesn't use his jab for the first four rounds? That's what I feel like it is with a lot of these, um, you know, these grapplers who don't use, you know, what what the, what got him there really. This is not the case with Blojevich because he, you know, he he picked his spots. He took down uh, the style bender a few times and uh, really took him out of the game like that. But do you see that? Does that annoy you? when they're not using their strengths?
4: You know, that's a great question. And I think, I mean, that's an exploratory question. That's where you go a little deep and you're saying, hey, you know, that's why mm-hmm. for this? And for me, there's a couple of potential reasons. First of all, num- number one is that I think that it is kind of put out there through osmosis, whatever you want to call it, but but it, it's kind of put out there where people know that you're going to make the big bucks. If you do more striking, you know, yeah. who's going to be the next McGregor. I'm, I'm just making a, I'm just saying, you know, blanketly that right. the striking kind of gets the eyeballs. It kind of gets the the zeros on the check. It kind of makes, now listen, I, I know that you had the, the great, great, um, what's his, the, that just retired. um, now listen, I know Khabib, and <laughs> listen, he's a great example. I mean, he knew what he was good at, he got there, but he also was—he also developed pretty damn good in the striking to hold his own, pretty damn good, and he even beat some guys uh, in the striking. But when he got down the floor, it was pretty much over, and and he was looking at the end of the day, you knew what was on his mind. You didn't really have to be the Mason Kreskin. You know, to figure it out. You knew what he was looking to do. He was going to get you on the floor, and he was going to dominate you. But I'm just saying that I think there is a little bit of something out there in the air that lets these guys know that, hey, if you do some striking, you know, you're going to be a little more popular. You're going you're going to get the phone call a little bit more. But I also think there's something else to it. I think that guys that aren't known as the great strikers, they become good escape artists. They might mm-hmm. not be as good as obviously Khabib, those kind of guys. They're special, but they're pretty good at escaping. Mm-hmm. They're good at, at getting up, at at avoiding it. So I think that that, that has kind of even the playing field a little bit. And then I think that the final thing is kind of like what was it, Ben Askew, that yep. got knocked out by you know the flying knee, with you yep. know it's, it's, yeah by Masvidal. I mean there's always that risk that, and I know what you're saying. If you're good at it, you know how to shoot and you shoot safely. I get it. But these guys are also pretty good at figuring out that you're going to shoot and looking for a counter to that shoot. So I think that all of those things kind of play in there a little bit. And, um, I, I think your point is really good that if you're really a master at that stuff well, yeah. and you have the advantage physically, obviously you should try to take it to that place, but I I think there's reasons to take you away from it. too. I think you're right. That was a good and thorough uh,
0: response. And yes, for sure. The, the money is in the strikes and and all that you're, you're not wrong about that. But I, we see so many fights where the wrestler, the grappler loses on the cards, three to two, and he didn't shoot once. And it must be just killing himself. Like what the hell, what did I do? I didn't shoot once. I know it's slippery. I know there's a lot of the, these guys are great defenders. They can go up against
4: the cage, and then it ends up being nothing. Uh, 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 you know. I think they forget. I know that sounds crazy, but again, to your point and, and to the right point, yeah, because that's a question that is out there that you, you wonder. But well, I, I think that they get caught up and you know in in the striking a little bit, and they they kind of forget. I know that sounds crazy. It does sound crazy, but you're a trainer. So tell me about the tra- – if they forget
0: that their their corner guy should be yelling at them, and it's, at least in, in between rounds. And so I think
4: would- there's reservation. I think there's – you know, again, I think that there's some hesitation right. as to whether or not they can get there safely, whether or not they can keep the guy there. You know, I, I mean, I, I think you've given – when you give people too many options, guess what? It, it's sometimes – yeah, causes a little bit of a problem. I hear now you. now you got the options of saying, "Hey, if you're on your feet and you're striking, you're going to get paid the bigger bucks." I, I think again, I think that, I think that's there. I think yeah. that's there to a certain point, but at the end of the day, you're still going to get the guys like, you know, that we just talked about the guys that that is their you know, main place. they they're gonna they're, whether it's Khabib or somebody else. They're, they're going to get there. They're going to get there. Yeah. Um, Nunez at her best. Rousey at her best. Who wins? I think Nunez is more rounded. I think we yeah. saw that. I think I think history kind of proved that, that. And I don't mean this in, at all in a demeaning way, but Rousey was a one-trick pony. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to a certain extent. And I don't think that Nunez could be labeled that way. I think Nunez... The thing that impressed me about her the other night was how, just how dimensional she is. You know, I mean, she, she was boxing on the outside one minute, next minute she was walking, (laughs) she was walking in, you know, walking forward. Uh, the next minute, you know, she's on the floor and, and it's, she's unbelievable, not just with her physical strength, but, you know, with the science of it, uh, you know, her technique was just incredible. Um, that right hand is kind of like you know it's becoming so fearsome, mm-hmm. you know, with with her, uh, with with in in you know within her realm, that it reminded me a little bit. You guys probably laugh, but it reminded me a little bit of the days when Tommy Hearns was dominating with the right hand. Wow! You know, and everybody knew that that was going to come. You know, it started with Pepino Cuevas when he won the first title that he won, but that right hand of the Hitman Tommy Hearns was like fearsome. Interesting. And it's kind of like that with Nunes with the right yeah, hand.
0: Yeah, but Hearns didn't have the triangle choke and the and the arm bar. <laughs> well, he didn't have to because <laughs> uh he wasn't in MMA. I guess not. Yeah. No, she's uh she's tops right now, I think. I think uh I think you're right about that. Back to the boxing, though. Fifty years ago, yesterday, Ollie Frazier was it the most important fight of all time in that it led to the greatest trilogy. Both were undefeated at the time. And I, I think like More importantly, it could have been Tyson Spinks, right? If, 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 you know, Tyson and Spinks were undefeated, right? And then we don't get the rematch. You guys
4: maybe, I don't know, maybe you're too young. I I don't know. I don't even know how old you're freaking out. But you know what? (laughs) Listen, the most important fight, and look, it's always our opinion, but you have to have something to back it up, and you have to really believe it. The Uh, most important fight of all time was was. The second Max Schmeling Joe Lewis fight, with with in right there was the on the eve of World War Two. Oh, okay, yeah, and right. That's and the- Joe Lewis <laughs> Joe Lewis is put forward to stop this Nazi machine,
3: mm-hmm. to,
4: to stop this propaganda of of Hitler saying that they had the superior race and they were going to dominate the world, they were going to take over the world, and here he is. Hitler puts forward Schmeling. Paul Schmeling. He didn't want to be part of the Nazis. Or he had no choice. He get killed if he wasn't. So, mm-hmm. so they had to put him forward that way. Even though he, in his mind, in his heart, he didn't represent that. And he, he's playing Joe Luz in Yankee Stadium outdoors. And and they had speaker systems set up. They had the radio set up so people outdoors could hear it. And really, you had, you had good versus evil. I mean, you had the president of the United States called up Joe Luz and said, Joe, you got to win this. You mm-hmm. got to win this for the good guys. You right. talk about pressure. You 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 talk about you know what's at stake. I mean, I don't yeah. think anything surpasses that. I no, really you're
0: don't. right. No, I, you're, you're absolutely right. I guess when the world dominance is involved, <laughs> that is a little more important than <laughs> A little bit. Crazier. A yeah. little bit. That what? might... Well, the Harry lost $75. Our friend Harry lost on that fight. So, yeah, that
4: was was most important. to (laughs) Hey, listen, Harry, go! I was 14 years old. I lost 120. I had no freaking (laughs) idea how I was going to pay it back. (laughs) You were not 14. You
0: you were 14 then? No way. You're you're joking. I I was. I don't know what
4: Harry was. You were really? Wait a minute. What year was was that? Yeah, I was 14. Oh, wow. All right. I'm going to believe you. Yeah, Uh, I I, I mean, I was 14, 14 14-year-olds. Supposedly, I guess I was supposed to be betting a hundred freaking twenty dollars when they don't have a job. And,
2: um, <laughs> I guess a hundred wasn't enough. Had to be
4: hundred and twenty. That's right, <laughs> no, 120. That's, yeah, I guess somebody <laughs> came along and tempted me.
0: <laughs> Teddy, uh, what? Which fight are you looking for? Bo- back to boxing. Are you looking forward to the most? I feel. Canelo's in a weird spot. I love watching him. He's going against these tomato cans. By the way, the smartest thing Floyd Mayweather ever did. He's done a lot, and he, t- he doesn't get credit for- Fight Can- Canelo? It's fight Canelo when Canelo was 23 years old, right? If he takes that fight when Canelo's 25 and a half, it might be a different result. Do you agree?
4: No. No, really? No, I think genetics are genetics. I think, you know- mm. I think certain things are certain things, certain advantages are certain advantages. Um, mm. He was always going to be too fast, too slick. Hey, listen, down the road, when he got more mature, he, uh, Canelo had trouble with Lara. Why? Because he was he was slick. He was a slick fighter. He was a smart fighter. He was a good defensive fighter.
2: Mm-hmm. He was a
4: southpaw, of course, too, but that was part of it. But, you know, he, he had problems with guys that were slick. And, hey, a lot of guys do. I mean, that's that's part of the sweet science. But, you know... He was always gonna have trouble with the slickness with with the you know, with the ingenuity uh, of of Mayweather and the quickness of Mayweather. And his hands, Canelo's hands, it wasn't a lot of people said, Oh, his hands were too slow, his feet were too slow. He wasn't hmm. able to close those gaps with a guy like Mayweather. And and that was a great example back why when the sport of boxing was the biggest sport in the world, bigger than baseball back in the in the twenties to thirties to forties, when when it was just huge. You know, there was a lot of catchway fights, and usually the smaller guy won. There was a reason for it, because he was slicker, <laughs> mm-hmm. he was faster, he, he was better technically, and and he used those advantages, and that's exactly what happened here. The smaller guy had the advantage, you know, and, and obviously he was just a guy who was made up uh, in a whole different profile. Uh, than Canelo, he didn't depend on just Powell and just aggression and just, you know, uh, and uh, no, way I'm knocking Canelo, but Mayweather had a lot of other dimensions to him and the defensive dimension, uh, being elusive, uh, that was a big dimension and that caused a lot of problems.
0: Yeah. Uh, Teddy, make us some money, which fight boxing match. And that's probably going to be made in the next year. Can we could sneak up on the odds makers and and make a killing? Like, uh, you know, Fury Wilder, uh, great if it happens, but you're, you're really it's a crapshoot. Who's in shape, right? But is there another fight? Maybe it's that one. Is there another fight you're looking forward to?
4: You know, I, uh, the problem is that you got to go across the street from promoter to promoter, right. and if it sucks, they don't do that. Mm-hmm. Really, they hurt the fans. They don't care about the sport because if one promoter has a sweetheart deal with his with his network, and there's only four of them out there, and you know who they are, you can figure it out, and who the networks are, right? I don't have mm-hmm. to say it, I don't have to spell it out. So they they, they got their sweetheart deal with them, and they're going to protect their guys. It's like a farm system. They, You know, they, they're farm, but nobody in the fans want to watch just the farm system. You don't want to just go to minor league ball all the time, and just see the You want to see them when they get to the big leagues, don't get me wrong, but you yeah. don't want to see them just on the farms, and that's kind of what they've created with all these networks. Every once in a while, they throw you one because they're forced to, but otherwise, they're just building up their guys to keep them undefeated and stuff. Yeah. I would love to see. I would love to see Spence and Crawford. But again, they're not going go to go the course of street because you know Heyman's not going to go and and play ball with Aaron. Arum. Aaron's the, the same thing. He's right. not going to do it. Same yeah. thing. What and a shame. They don't give a freak. You know, they got their own little the kingdom and they're making money. And, and that's it. They're not saying, see, that's the difference with the UFC. And I'm not giving this guy a you know, Nobel prize, Dana White, anything <laughs> like that. I think he's really great at what he does, but I'm, I'm just saying he's able to do it. It's not because necessarily like, Oh, you know, I, I just care about I always care about the whole business and not just parts of it. But at the end of the day, he has a reason to care about the whole business, because it is his business. He owns the whole enchilada. He owns the whole freaking thing. So so he does care about the whole business. These promoters in boxing, they could give two craps about the business. They could give two craps about the fans, except when it's convenient. They don't care whether or not boxing gets better. They just care about their piece of land. Dana White, and that is the big difference. That really is. Where Dana White, and for the reasons we said, he cares about the whole business growing because he well, he he owns the whole business and he wants it to get better.
0: And you said it, it's weird because he's like, well, there's one guy running it. That's why the UFC thrives. But then you also talked about boxing thriving in the '80s and the one guy running it couldn't have been more corrupt, Don King. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer
4: is. Right? Like they, they Don they, King it, was it, running mostly the heavyweights, but he was. You're right. You're right. You're not. Yeah. You're not wrong. But they thrived but, in spite of him. But right? but he ran. But but it, here's the thing. You, you don't realize what you just said. You can have verified what we just said. You said the same thing that I said that we were just talking about. <laughs> he owned everything, so it didn't matter. Right. Uh, he could put guys at risk because at the end of the day, he owned both. Right. All right. So what you're so saying is we we, him. we have to get Don Kim back. Aaron. And Aaron says, oh, my God, <laughs> if, I, if, if I put my golden goose, you know, if, if you want to call him that, if I, if I put at the time – if I put Crawford in with Spence and I lose, oh, I'm, I'm out. But but King would get options. King would control both sides. Listen, there's the great, great. <laughs> it's a bad one, but it's a telling quote and story. When Fraser fought Foreman, nobody mm-hmm. really, really knew how good Foreman was. He was an Olympic gold and everything, big guy, everything. See, so fights Joe Frazier for the heavyweight title in Jamaica. And Fraser, Don King is with Fraser, and he fights them, and he knocks out. Of course, Foreman knocks out Joe so Fraser, and they go over to King afterwards. And King, they said, "Well, what do you think, your guy? You know, lost." King had walked across the ring. And some people say stepped over Fraser. I don't think he really did that. But he walked across the ring, and he went to Foreman And after Frazier, his guy got knocked out,
3: mm-hmm. and so
4: they went over to him and said, "Well, you know, they didn't understand completely all the all the makings of boxing and all the shenanigans, all the stuff." So they said, "You know, your guy," he said, "I came, I came with the champion. And I'm leaving with the champion." Interesting. Yeah. And you know, it's. it's <laughs> And he made a living that way. It's a great he came business, with the man. champion He yeah. left with the champion.
0: I just wish some of these guys. I know it's four entities, the Zone and everybody else, but God, their pay per view numbers would be so much higher. I think if they just did the right thing and, and matched up these guys. They're getting slaughtered
4: in some cases. Right. In some cases, they're getting. Uh, they're, listen, they they hit it big when they do the right one, but they're getting slaughtered compared to UFC. Right. And you would think maybe an executive at the networks would wake up, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, how these guys become executives. I don't know. I'm going to I think I'm going to put an application <laughs> in. Yeah, do it. You know? Really? How these guys they get 20 million, 30 million, 40 million, 50 million. <laughs> six, I don't know what they get a year some of these guys. I I'm, I think I'm going to put my hand up. Okay. I will be right because there backing you. It's ridiculous you? that these guys that are getting this kind of money that they can't figure they can't make better decisions. You're or right. Or they can't see they can't the see what's going on. I guess they're satisfied that they got a certain programming going on during a certain hour. And I guess it satisfies them, I guess. Well,
0: that's the thing. How do we get people to subscribe to our streaming service over the next four years? All right. We'll sign Canelo to a 10 fight deal. Uh, don't worry about who he fights. We just got to get him in Yeah, but then the, the numbers
4: drop off. I, I know the Latino yeah. fan base, the Mexican fan base, the Latino is tremendous. They're mm-hmm. tremendous. They are. But it drops. They're not. They're not stupid. They it drops off, right? When you put them in with a with I hate to you say tomato cans, but uh, lower level guys. You put mm-hmm. them in with lower level guys. that they I mean, it's like going to a movie and you know the ending already. Yep. I mean, who's gonna go to the movie after a while? After a while, you're gonna say, I, I know the end. I don't want to go to the movie because you, know you what? already know who's gonna win. And and then. You know, on top of it, how about these mandatory number one that winds up being, it kind of winds up being an alibi for mm-hmm. the promoters. Oh, well, we had to fight the number one mandatory. What were we? But, but it was a setup. The mandatory yep. was a corrupt mandatory. I know. It was a setup. He was no more mandatory than you're the king of Spain. <laughs> Teddy, we
0: gotta get you together with Don King and bring boxing back to its prominence. Don King
4: is done. I'm still, I'm <laughs> All right. done still here. <laughs>
0: All right, forget it. We'll, we'll have a whole different plan All then. Right. Uh Teddy, we could talk to you for hours, but it, it wouldn't yeah, be fair. No we gotta problem, let guys. you go. Uh the fight with Teddy Atlas, that's his podcast, dynamicstriking.com. Hit it up. That's uh where he has his instructional fight videos at Teddy Atlas Real on Twitter. Tell us about the uh, Dr. Theodore A. Atlas Foundation. I donated and I will uh, do it. So again, after we hang up, thank the you, phone. you got it. Yeah,
4: thank you. Thank you all you guys. Um, you guys, are, you know, you have your fun, you do things, you do a good job and you're German at the same time. That's pretty good. Um, I appreciate it. Listen, it's been around, we're going on our 25th year. Mm-hmm. I started in to remember my father, who was a general practitioner, doctor who did house calls till he's 80 and he didn't charge money because the people couldn't afford it. And he built two hospitals and the same reason to give proper medical care to people who couldn't, you know, couldn't afford it. So I just thought a guy that did that for fifty-five years, that's how long he practiced. I just thought a guy like that should be remembered. So I started this foundation twenty, like I said, almost twenty-five years. And we do house calls. We 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 take care of the people like my father did, the fall through the cracks. They don't have the proper insurance. We put up we put up the handicap and bang. Uh, they they got to fly out of state to find out if they need a different treatment program. Their insurance doesn't cover it here. We, we fly them out of state uh, and we, we you know, we stay with them until they find out if they're eligible for that treatment program for a sick child. They, they have a kid with cancer who their insurance paid for the surgery. Don't get me wrong. Paid for, you know, big numbers. Mm-hmm. But then it doesn't pay for the $1,500 cancer medication he needs every month. It's right. crazy, but it's true. So we step in, we pay for that. Well, and, God bless you, know, you, and we. So we do that kind of stuff, and you, you know, are. and other stuff too. But you know, no more than anyone else, but no less either. So now we, you're we're, you're we're doing it all. Trying.
0: You're a you're a great son. You're a great philanthropist, and soon to be a great promoter. I look
4: forward to. It. I look <laughs> forward to the Teddy Atlas uh, promotion. Well, I, I need help. I need help. So it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be Atlas and Sal, Atlas cousin Sal and and Atlas. <laughs> Teddy, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it my pleasure take care buddy
0: all right bye uh teddy atlas so fun talk to him forever paul kid
1: right guy
0: knows it's fantastic
1: uh wow yeah he could have uh he could (laughs) have probably uh kept going and going and
0: i want uh, him to fix uh, boxing
1: just do it oh that's that's what we all want we all we all want that and uh he right. probably could, right? He, he would fix it. If, if somebody just said, let Teddy yeah. Atlas do it, he, it would be done. And probably within six months, boxing would be changed uh, for the better. He's got enough smarts. He could do it. Uh, then we could bet on boxing. We
0: won't have to have like these minus... <laughs> 2500s and have to really we're just betting rounds at this point in boxing right we're just doing over under rounds that that means uh, I'm losing more money though (laughs) that's true
3: for as much as I've lost in UFC like you know then it just it's even more if we start having even fights in boxing I'm screwed
0: (laughs) yeah I get it well listen FanDuel is going to hook you up this weekend Bri Players Championship with their under par bonus on FanDuel Sportsbook best of all new and existing users can cash in Whether your golfer wins or loses, here's how it works. You'll get up to $5 in site credit for each stroke your golfer finishes the tournament under par. Spin the under par wheel to determine your bonus. And all you have to do is bet $50 or more on the outright winner. Just be sure to get your bet in before the Players' Championship tees off on Thursday to be eligible. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. That means even more ways for you to win all tournament long, do me a favor. Sign up. Promo code against all odds, so they know we sent you. That's Fanduel Sportsbook promo code against all odds. Wow, Harry, that seems right up your alley. Who's winning this thing, or or do you have to? Are you saving that? Who's winning the players? Uh,
2: I, you know what? I like Tommy Fleetwood a lot this week. He finished tenth last week, uh, best he's played in a while, and he last two times uh, at the TPC Sawgrass, he's gone twenty five under in the last mm. two years playing there. 7th and uh 7th and and 5th so Tommy Fleetwood is someone I'm looking at this week. Good
0: job. All right. So if he goes like 13 under par and you spin that under par wheel, you can get some kind of crazy bonus, right? Am I reading this right? $5.50? My god. You're going to make thousands of dollars off this uh player's championship. Go to FanDuel Sportsbook, tell them against all odds, send you. All right. Conference tournaments, let's breeze through these. Um We'll go through the six big tournaments, ACC, Big 12, Big East, SEC, Pac-12, Big 10. Big Ten. Start with the ACC. They already have a game going right now. Um, seven teams expected to be in. Florida State is one of them. They're the favorite, plus 230. Virginia, plus 310. UNC, plus 450. Louisville and Virginia Tech, plus 650. And Georgia Tech and Clemson are plus plus uh, a 1,000. Duke, Harry, and... Uh, Syracuse, your team on the outside looking in Duke 20 to one. They need to win it to get in Syracuse as well Mm. at 40 to one. But Parley kid, you have someone right in the middle there who I mentioned.
1: Well, I don't don't know what's going on with these odds, Sal, because I could be wrong, but I'm looking at it right now. My team, Georgia Tech, just a couple days ago was like 25 to one. Mm -hmm. And if I'm seeing this correctly, they down to five to one. now. Is that what it is now? (laughs) What is happening? Oh, my God. They, Wait a minute. Uh, what happened like what Are uh, guys <laughs> out I, I can't figure this out uh they were 10 to 1 just this morning and right. now i'm looking at this uh on my phone now going yeah I, again it I'm, it, it's just like one. a harry moment i'm having and i'm, <laughs> I'm not reading it right but it's I'm five sure. to it one Tech, it is five to one i gotta go with them now i said i was going with them did Kenny uh,
0: Anderson come back? Why? Why I, did that? What, so that's what hap-
1: how does something go from 25? It literally was like 25 to one. Right. Uh, uh, you know, the uh, a couple days ago to 10 to one, which I right. thought was a huge leap. Five to one. Now, look, Josh Pastner is a great coach, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia Tech, uh, Moses Wright, 18 and eight. One of the top players in the ACC. They uh, have won six in a row. They have covered for us uh, better seven in a row. Mm-hmm. They are rolling coming into this tournament right now. Let's go with them. I All don't right. love sitting here at five to one. They're going to have to beat like a team like uh, they're going to have to beat probably Clemson in the quarterfinals, Virginia in the semifinals. Right. Uh, they're zero two against Virginia this year so far, but both games are tight. So I always like the. Other team going that way in game number three. If you've lost two tight ones, yeah. I like Georgia Tech maybe in that, but they got to beat Clemson too, who they split with this year. They beat them up once, lost uh, to them by two another time. Then who knows? There like, might be I, some
0: uh, upsets in there. Too. I know Harry likes Syracuse after knocking off NC State to upset Virginia, but, so that would that would help ooh, you there for Georgia. Oh, that
1: Tech. would certainly help him. Maybe that's
2: that would help him. Lenardi has process Syracuse
1: here. Yeah. I just look, George. I like teams that are kind of peaking. Georgia Tech is peaking at this right time. I think uh, Pastor is gonna. He's a very good young coach. He is gonna be pushing them to take this title.
0: There you go. I wish All
1: it right. was
0: ten to one. Well, now it's even. It's shit, fine. there, Paul. You talked too long. <laughs> now it's, uh, I'm seeing plus plus one fifty here. Uh,
2: Keep talking, Harry, Darren.
0: Harry packed well. Four teams expected to get in. USC two to one. Colorado plus two twenty. Oregon plus three ten. And UCLA. Five to one for the uh, Pac-12 tournament. Stanford at fifteen, Utah twenty to one. You're going
2: with the favorite. A little chalky chalk, Harry. Oh yeah, you know, USC last night was plus two hundred. Now they're plus two thirty. Uh, closed out the regular season on a three-point buzzer beater against their rival UCLA. Uh, 13 of 15 conference wins. They are 15 and 5 in conference. 13 of 15 of the conference wins. They won by eight points or more. That includes beating the number one seed, Oregon, two weeks ago by 14. I know on Fox Bet Live yesterday, Sal, our buddy Clay really likes Colorado. Uh, and I am a little He's worried really about them. He really likes Colorado. <laughs> I know, Couldn't right? point it out on a map. <laughs> <laughs> uh but USC did lose to Colorado twice this year so I'm a little worried about that if they if they have to face them but they have that freshman we talked about before Sal the Evan Mobley yeah. 7 footer gets 16 and 9 shoots almost 60% of the, from the field three blocks a game and his brother Isaiah who's a sophomore gets 10 and 8 I'm going to roll with USC here All right, I'm going UCLA. They sure played them close enough the other day. Five-to-one
0: odds could end up close. By the way, I think uh, two buzzer beaters, USC beat UCLA in the uh, season finale. Um, That's two years in a row. Pretty crazy. I'll go UCLA, five-to-one. Brother Bry, SEC, five teams expected to make it. Ole Miss on the outside looking in. But uh, Bama, plus 240. Arkansas, three-to-one. Tennessee, five-to-one. Florida, six-to-one. And LSU, seven-to-one. Then, like I said, uh, Missouri ten to one and Ole Miss still has a chance at twenty five to one. Which way are you going?
3: Yeah, I, I really like Arkansas at three to one here to win the SEC. Look, they've won eight in a row. They are the, the hot team in the division. They won eleven of twelve, including wins over Bama, Florida, Missouri, LSU, Kentucky. I like the spot in the bracket a lot. They're away from Tennessee. They're away from Florida. Uh that, that bottom bracket is definitely a little bit easier. I think they come out relatively easy from there. You know, they get the winner of Missouri, Georgia. Two pretty good teams, but neither team has played well recently at all. So yep. they're just a fun team to watch. They play really fast. They score a lot of points, yet they're still pretty good defensively. So, um, I, like I said, I do think they come out of that bottom. Anything can happen, I think, up top. So at 3-1, to one, I think that's still even pretty good value. You, got,
0: you guys want to see something pathetic? Something sad, something that I've been doing for like twenty-three years. You know. draw, first drawing all, the brackets. Out. Well, first of all, I got the bubble watch. Right, those are all the teams, and I got the color coordinated. This is pink. Just pink is perfect last four out, Right, here. This right? Is it. No, yellow that's first four out. Green the last four buys all that, and then no, that's not good enough. I gotta, I gotta bracket. Even though you can go on any freaking website in a second, mm-hmm. I gotta bracket out. I think I have well, eight tournaments. Uh, I go and it, I fill it out. You know, I, as you know, soon as a, go, a game goes final, I race over to this thing, no matter what I do, and I write in a score like a freaking mental case. That and used I don't to know be. The, do
3: that would be like our dad up at wrestling. Uh, we'd be in the state wrestling tournament, so and, and, and you, that. Could, yeah. you, you could get the that, well even recently, you could get the results on your phone right away. My dad's still filling out every number, asking, listening yeah. to hear who won what. It's you know.
1: So try to try to write out all the brackets for the NCAA wrestling tournament in two weeks from
3: now. <laughs> okay.
0: I'll do it. <laughs> By the way, not that anyone cares about this, but you go to that long Island wrestling page and they barely, the history really is uh, hinges on someone's crazy chicken scratch writing of a bracket, which they post uh, yeah. under the, under the, the, the things under the results, which is insane. So your dad, maybe uh, listen, collectibles. Your dad could be send, selling the uh, Section Eleven Championship bracket.
1: For they do. Uh, uh, my dad does get uh, called uh, a lot often for yeah, yeah,
3: like yeah the old you know the old
1: old brackets from like the seventies and eighties when people are looking to collect information. He still yes, has all that. That's stuff.
0: the Jordan rookie. He's he's sitting <laughs> on it right now. <laughs>
4: uh,
0: Big Twelve Parley <laughs> kid, right? That's all. We're up to seven teams expected to make yeah. it. Baylor minus one forty. Obviously, they have one loss this year. Uh, they're in good shape. Boy, minus 140 for one loss team. Kansas, five to one Texas and West Virginia, six to one Texas techs, eight fifty. Oklahoma, 11 one. I didn't see Oklahoma state and they're, um, they're mentioned, right? Are they, I, I can look at my color coded chart, but yeah, they're um,
1: the four five seed, right? Aren't yeah, they, but uh, I didn't see,
0: there? I didn't see odds. Did I miss that? Let me see. Maybe hmm. I did miss it. There's no Oklahoma state on there. Come on, fan. will get that up there. Yeah. That's uh, strange. Anyway, uh you like Baylor? makes sense
1: yeah look oh uh, like you said i think having one loss kind of helps Baylor just for the fact that it t- takes the pressure off a little bit they don't have to be so perfect mm-hmm. uh guard junior guard jared butler he's a uh, 17 uh, point a game player one of the top defensive players uh in the conference uh they're going to open up with either k-state or tcu i think uh, that they should cruise through that. I actually think their semifinal matchup with West Virginia or Oak State mm-hmm. might be their tougher matchup than the finals matchup they may get uh, from that other side of the bracket. I think that's going to maybe be their true, really tougher test. But I think this is a team where this tournament's out. Look, we we all remember where Baylor has come from. I mean, geez. right? Do you remember back in the early 2000s? I mean, this... They weren't even a program anymore. There was so much turmoil uh, and what the things that were happening. I think winning these championships means a little something extra to a team like Baylor. To get a, a one-loss team at minus 140 is pretty good here, right? Their last three games, they've beat beaten top 25 teams. They've beaten the t- uh, top teams all year long. Yeah. I don't think that's changing now. I think Coach Drew has them laser-focused. They win this thing.
0: Parley, kid, you talk about Baylor in years past, and th- th- obviously this team has turned over four times since then, but were we in Vegas for your 40th? Was that your 40th? Harry, we stayed, uh, we were at the Red Rock. We were watching games. Oh, yeah. Right? Baylor beat yeah. I was on a, torrid, a terrible, terrible run, NCAA tournament, and the last bet I had, I think, was Duke over Baylor. I think it was like a Sunday night game, and I, I think like Baylor went ahead 13-5. And I had the option of watching the game or going to a therapy session with Harry's uh, obese half-wit <laughs> brother. And uh, I decided on the latter. And it was a good move. I ended up losing it the was. game anyway.
4: Yeah.
1: So, so you so. Just should have had Harry fix your tickets like he did for everybody else. Oh, today. oh, oh man.
2: Whoa.
0: <laughs> wow. Whoa.
2: <laughs> That's Dude, it, whoa, Harry.
0: Blow. Not allowed well
3: back. Uh, not allowed back good, three miles. Good. I don't want to go.
2: I don't want
0: to go back there. Uh, of Henderson, uh, Nevada. Wow,
3: was that right. was a nice place. Was a that
2: nice
0: was place. fun. Yeah, you really it's blew it. It's a dump. You really blew no, it.
1: hard. No, no, that was Harry. That was prime of your life, right there, Harry.
2: Was it really?
1: I thought he went. Lonnie
0: <laughs> lost fifty dollars on Schmeling I thought that was, was prime. <laughs> was it prime
2: of your life when we went to <laughs> Vegas before that? When you uh lost your wallet uh a day into uh, the- that <laughs> was many years before that. Yeah. <laughs> At the stardust. Um, and a bag of McDonald's. That's,
0: right. <laughs> That's another story for another time. All right, Harry, you get the you get the crown jewel here, the big 10. Nine teams expected to make it. Michigan plus 160, Illinois plus 350, Iowa plus 420, Ohio State 5 to 1, Purdue plus 950, Wisconsin 15 to 1, Michigan State 20, Maryland, 40, and Rutgers 60. Now, there's some bubblish teams there in Michigan State, Maryland, and Rutgers. I still don't know how Rutgers, a lot of people have Rutgers in. I still don't get it with them looking at their resume. But anyway, this is a fun conference. Well, first of all, it's the best conference. And also there's a lot of positioning going on here. Illinois, uh, Fandle has odds on that last number one seed. Illinois, you could get them. I don't want to say I changed the line there. You could have gotten them at plus 220 as the last or to be a number one seed. Oh, now it's plus plus two hundred. I saw. I swear, I saw it minus one eighty. What's uh, Villanova right day. now?
2: Villanova to get the last one seed is yeah. plus three fifty. Yeah, I mean, didn't they didn't do in, end themselves any favors losing on Saturday? Yeah, but Harry,
0: they we'll get to that in a second. They're plus three fifty to win their tournament, which is weird. Yeah. Um.
2: Yeah. Anyway,
0: you like Ohio State? Who, by the way, we all cursed. Was that last week at this time? That was. Or was it Saturday. two weeks ago? Yeah. What's that? What do you mean I Saturday? think it's game game two Saturday. weeks ago. Two weeks. No,
3: yeah, yeah, two weeks ago. I so. mean, since
0: then, who have they lost to, Brian? Illinois, Michigan, and Michigan State? At least those three. Maybe uh, a 14. And Iowa. And, I- and I- Iowa. And Iowa, I- Iowa yep. yep. Good Lord. But Look, Harry's going with them to win the Big Ten.
2: Yeah, and, and also on Saturday, that cost me on a big parlay where I had Ohio State money line. <laughs> I know we all did, do it, like, Ohio State Moneyline against uh, Illinois. They were up looking 68, good. 68-64 at home. Yep. I'm going to go the other way here. Just think that, you know, Clean slate for Ohio State. You can get them at five to one. Ugh. Michigan's a number one seed. I love this team. I've got a future bet on them, but they and they shoot fifty percent. But they they they're already locked in one. Iowa has a uh, has has an injury to uh, their center. Um, Illinois, Sal. I know you picked them at the beginning of the season. Probably the hottest team in the country besides Gonzaga, but maybe even hotter than Gonzaga right now. But I think they're still going to get that number uh, number one seed. So I'm going to take the Buckeyes. The Buckeyes have just lost four in a row. Like I said. Things going to switch around here. This is where they turn it around. They need to win bad. I'm going to ride EJ Liddell and Dwayne Washington here. They they combine for 32-10 and five. Like I said, I think they turn this around. Ohio State, no one's taking them, so I'm, I'm going to take them the other way, and I'm going to go five to one, Ohio State to win the Big Ten.
0: Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, obviously, everyone's got a tough run here and this.
2: uh, It started with that Michigan game, and they lost four, but they were great in that game, just couldn't keep up with Michigan. But, boy, they need a win bad. The other three, I don't think they do so much. Well, you're
0: forgetting they have to play. First of all, they have to win a game. which They have to beat either Minnesota or Northwestern. And then they play Friday at at 3 Eastern. They play Purdue, Purdue. who they've lost
2: to twice. And Purdue's actually rated uh, ranked a little bit high, yeah, higher. than they the them four, in conference. Well, because they're still them twice ro- yeah. rolling with the five to one. Because look what Ohio Ohio State did make it to the number four team in the country at one point this year before the slide. So, all right, I'm just
0: trying to think if it's better just to take them uh, because they'll barely be a favorite in that Purdue game, right? If, if yeah. at all, yeah, that'll be close. And then Michigan, and then either Iowa or Illinois. All right, I, I see uh, Ohio State. Yeah, outside looking in for uh, that last. That final number one seed. All right, brother, Brian, take us home in the Big East. Down here for the Big East, only four teams expected to make it. Creighton plus one eighty, UConn two to one. I saw UConn as high as plus three fifty. Todd Furman took them on uh, Fox Bet Live the other day. Uh, Villanova, as I said, competition for that one seed and plus three fifty. Third in their conference odds, and Xavier plus eight fifty right there. There, uh, I don't know what color I gave them. They have a green dot. I think they're on the outside looking in. Seton all St. John's fifteen to one. Bry, you're taking a team that is not in the tournament.
3: Yeah, why not? Um, I, I think if you're going to look at any conference odds, right, and 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 see which one is the most wide open, to me, the Big East by far is the most wide open. Probably have the best chance of winning with a high odds here, right? So mm-hmm. I look at St. John's. I like them at fifteen to one. There's been there's no dominant team in this conference, especially with Gillespie right out. UConn's mm-hmm. playing probably playing the best. Um, so, but that's why I looked at St. John's look, they hit a little bit of a rough stretch, right? They were hot. And then two or three weeks ago, they hit a little rough patch, but they've rebounded nicely with two dominant wins over, I think Providence and Seton hall. They've beaten every team in the conference, except for Creighton and Creighton. They're probably not going to see Creighton's a little bit down. So, uh, Champagny has been really good for them. Um, and again, their spot in the bracket isn't bad and it's a small bracket, right? So you get Seton hall who they could definitely beat, And then it's going to be likely Nova, right? (laughs) Although who knows Nova could lose to a team like Marquette. They Georgetown could probably, or Marquette. Yeah, pro- probably not. But it's not bad. I mean Seton Hall, Villanova, and then whoever comes out of the bottom at fifteen to one. I I really like those odds. You know what I, will I, they
0: be if they get as far as Villanova in the semis? What will that line be?
3: Seven. Uh, yeah, probably I somewhere mean, around be, there. Yeah, I mean they'll be they'll be could two. be higher if they roll. They'll probably be like plus two something, you know, low right. 200. Uh, that's plus, a fun bet. 200. I feel but I just
0: feel like they're a team that peaked at the wrong time,
3: like a month yeah, ago. Right. Yeah, I just. They, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, but then, you know, like I said, they have played really well the last two games. And so maybe they've, you know, they they got killed to Villanova, but it's not like they got killed to anybody else. So. All right. Um, yeah. So I go like to
0: that. uh Fandle sportsbook book uh, promo code against all odds. Put it all. How are you? Oh, you want to go over the mid majors? Your Hofstra pick made a, a bunch of people money, and then you abandoned them, and you jumped on Elon.
2: Y'all, oh, uh, listen—the Phoenix, the Fighting Phoenix, got to roll. Uh, listen, I'm from Phoenix, got to <laughs> roll listening. the Elon Phoenix. Oh, there we go. Sorry, Joel. See,
0: yeah, there you go, Joel. What do you think of that? He really he just just destroyed you there. You're I on mean, alma I mean, mater.
3: A lot of people on Twitter love this Hofstra pick. You know, like me, uh, because it's probably a school that advertised on Hot ninety seven and on podcasts, <laughs> and they went there. And then I said, "Harry, that was great. Are we going to keep riding Hofstra?" And and he said, "Oh no, we're we're done with them." I'm, I'm
2: oh man, it broke my heart. That's how I roll.
0: <laughs> That's how he rolls. He doesn't get ESPN. <laughs> he picks the Elons of the world. And he moves from there. All right. Do we have time for Sharp Tank? You guys want to give best bets early in the week? Yeah. Yeah. We can get this going. Let's do it. Yeah, Parlay kid, start us off. Sharp Tank. think you guys went one on one. By the way, I should have praised us uh, a little more or at all. For God's sakes, for the NBA All-Star game, this dumb All-Star game, I had uh, Giannis for MVP. I gave it out on Against All Odds, or we made a graphic or something, put it on Twitter. Six to one odds. Parlay, kid, you had some bonus to win the skills, uh, Six right? Six to one odds. That was good. What else did we have? Curry we had to have, win.
3: Curry the, to win the three-point
0: contest. We
3: had, I had that. The, the, the that was, over for the total. It was just the Toppin' one. It was the only one. Toppin', Harry's Toppin' pick.
1: Toppin' screwed us, Darren. Three, may couldn't He, he should have won. won. He should have I Honestly, I know I'm biased, but uh, he should have won. Uh, it was you, so
2: bad. You check out his.
3: dunks, And it, and it, and it was
1: terrible.
0: It's,
2: it, it was, was all, shit all those. D- all those dunks were, by everybody were terrible.
0: Uh, one guy almost kissed the rim. So they gave it to him. Like, I, I don't know. I don't, I, that was a bad. Uh, right. I don't know what they did with that. Big job there. You can't do a three man uh, slam dunk contest. Anyway, probably kid. Uh, And then I had a uh, Nunez plus 210. For the, the submission, who did you have? Yep. W- w- what a weekend we had. No, nah, I didn't el- have any el- UFC el- No,
2: That's- <laughs> <laughs> Elliot won with ease. Right. Harry won
0: with Elliot and Bry got screwed with the. All right, yeah. All right. We're yeah. caught yeah. up. My, my, so. sharp,
3: my Sharp Tank died. Cruz cruise, cruise looked good. Um, yeah.
0: All right. So, so, you guys, I think both went, all three went one and one, one with and the one. Sharp
3: Tanks because we yep. do uh, yep.
0: two shows a week. Parlay Kid, who do you like uh, early this week?
1: Uh, Sal. You know we got NBA returning uh, tomorrow night. We got a couple games on slate. I actually like I like Memphis here. Uh, they're minus one and a half over. Uh, the Wizards. We know the Wizards have played well. They're seven and two in the last nine. While Memphis is kind of like five and five straight up and against the spread in their last ten. But I think the break kills the Wizards' momentum a little bit. Uh, Memphis is a solid team. They are home here, giving minus one and a half. To the Wizards, mm. I like it. Let's take that as my sharp tank. Hold tank.
0: on. Parley Kid, are you suggesting that the NBA is coming back? They're not waiting for the, the college tournament to, to be over? How mm. dare they? Take three, four mm. weeks off, NBA. You don't need to do this. We don't need the overlap. Good, good point. Uh, Brother Brian. what do you like for your best bet?
3: Yeah, I'm going to uh, go the other game tomorrow night. So I'm going to take the Spurs plus oh. five. Plus five at the Mavericks. Look, the Mavericks have been playing much better, but I'm back in the Spurs here so getting five. They've been the best team on the road this year in the NBA going nine and four. They're 12 and six against the spread as underdogs. They're six and one as road underdogs. To me, that's uh, enough to back them getting five. I think the numbers jumped up a little bit too. It's originally, I thought I saw three. Uh, mm-hmm. Now that now they're getting five, uh, they're pretty healthy. The Spurs at this point. So uh, I, I like it there.
0: Speaking of being on the right side of number, Brian over 207, not his fault, but when we did the podcast over two, uh 307, Sorry. For the uh, NBA All-Star game, it jumped up to
2: 320 and landed right
0: on freaking 320, 170, 150. Harry, what's your sharp tank pick?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go back to the golf last week. I had a heck of a comeback with Hatton at plus 106 over Hovland, uh, down like eight strokes after the first day, then uh, then about during the middle of the second day, but came back to cover that. So I'm going to go back to the TPC uh, Sawgrass at the Players this week. I'm going to lay 116 with Tommy Fleetwood, I mentioned earlier in the show, over Patrick Reed. Look, like I said, Fleetwood, last two years there, 25 under at Sawgrass. That's phenomenal. Had a great uh, tournament last week, finished 10th. And Reed, in 2016, finished one place from dead last. At TPC Sawgrass, Mm. 2017, 30, 41st, 18th, 47th. Fleetwood, like I said, last two times there, 7th and 5th. Played all great right. last week. Minus one sixteen Fleetwood over Reed.
0: You know, I don't want to go with Harry because this is encouraged. This is supposed to be like an early week bet that people could cash on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and uh, right. once again, once again, have to wait through
2: Sunday. But when we do Thursday, then I can't do golf at all. I get it. I get it. Well, you got all, all other shows you could do. Well, so this, this is the here. fifth major here. Basically. All right, I'm going with action. you. I'm, I'm
0: I'm loving the golf, guys. I, I hate <laughs> to say it, I'm loving the golf. Uh, I I like the pace of betting golf on Sunday, even if I lose. I really do. I had Bryson, I had top American. No, what did I have? USA wins the tournament on Sunday. Bryson did it well, for me. Good job well, by you. That was minus well, 120. Also, I mean,
3: golf, is, yeah, golf is super fun. And the only problem I ever have with golf is when golf is on during football, right? When it's right, jan- December, exactly. January. Like I don't need it then, but now it's now Isn't it's great. it so
0: weird? Because it's a frenetic pace, betting football, obviously, right? You could bet in-game and everything, and then You know, golf is just so, it's so casual and it goes over six hours. And I I like that pace too. I can't even explain it. Uh, I can't explain Fleetwood over Patrick Reed other than we could all root against Patrick Reed. And that's fun. I'll go with you uh, there, Harry. Uh, All right, guys, we will be back later in the week, but that'll do it for another episode of against all odds. Hey, Fox bet live Monday through Friday, FS one 5. PM Eastern. I think we're preempted by the NCAA tournament. Uh, Sorry. Big East tournament Wednesday and Thursday. For the great Teddy Atlas, the degenerate trifecta and heel producer Jim Cunningham, I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping.